ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Red Voices. Pleasure to have you with us as we dissect the first three games after the season's first international break with United's wins against Watford, Young Boys and whatever the hell happened against Wolves in the second half of the pod because we haven't played it yet. You and Rich on duty tonight. Rich, how's tricks? I'm alright, how are you? Good, good. We just watched United win 3-0 in the Champions League game, away from home, with goals. One on the counter-attack. It was as well, and it had goal for Anthony Martial. I know, I know. A lovely old time. What, what... Touching wood, touching, uh, you know, a relatively sturdy piece of wood too, a uh, bedside table. But yes, after the Spurs game, it definitely seems to have been a bit more of a point about United. You know, I think you look at that uh, Watford and Burnley game as uh, somewhat helpful opponents. You know, essentially, once we got that first goal against Watford, they did sort of fall back a little bit. But yeah, considering how much doom and gloom, and you know, to, to a certain extent, warranted doom and gloom we were all feeling after that Spurs game, feels like things have turned around a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think Burnley were a good a good first opponent after that Spurs game oh, because God. they're in the toilet, had a tenner on them to go down this season. So just figured with the strange starts of the season, the small squad, Europa League, and whatever else, they might they might struggle. And they've just basically become a team that's not doing any of the things they were doing. That made them so so relatively successful last year. You know, Mourinho played to our strengths against their weaknesses very well in that in that game, and I think that just gave us a bit more confidence again. And I think the what the win against Watford was a lot more impressive in terms of the result. Probably some of the performance as well. I think, and I think young boys are shit. <laughs> oh God, they were well. They weren't fantastic, were they? I mean, going off to that Watford game first, you know, that was that wasn't too far away from what I expected, really. You know, you expected Watford to pose a bit of a threat, you expected them to press, and I think after that opening first half hour, I mean, it was a similar sort of narrative in that first half hour in both games, really, wasn't it? You know, we were coping with some high pressing, and there were, you know, the occasional attack, especially in that Watford game. Great save by De Gea to deny Troy Deeney after Fellaini was faffing around in, in the penalty area, which is not really a good area to faff around in, in my book. But yeah, once uh, once once Lukaku bellied it in from that cross, uh, we had a varying degree of comfort, especially for the rest of that first half. It was it was well, it was great to get into the lead. You know, obviously, goal of the game goes to Mike Smalling for whatever the hell he accomplished from that cross just before half time. Mm. It was it was Van Nistelrooy esque, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Proper predatory in the box. What a lovely turn and finish it was. I think I think the key for United at the moment is scoring first. Yeah, absolutely. You could, you could see in both the, the Brighton and Spurs games that once we conceded, arses fell out. And so just getting the first goal in the last three games has been been really important for us, I think. And, and to get two really close together in the in the Watford game was really important because we saw how they came back against Spurs and they, they put this similar pressure on, on United in the last in the last half an hour. And and United put the pressure on United in the last half an hour as, as is our, our way when we're when we're leading, slowly regress back towards our own six-yard line. Just about got away with it. Yes, I mean, it, I guess the one thing you can say is that there were certainly some shades of the performance of against Watford last year. You know, we weren't necessarily firing in all cylinders before we got the first goal. We got the second, obviously last year we got the third, and then suddenly we conceded two very quick goals and we looked like we were really struggling. At least in that game we killed it off, but, you know, at 2-1 up going into the final stages of that game... United's counter-attack against Watford was so poor. I mean, second half was just really quite... I think sloppy is the only way you can describe it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still good to get the victory. You know, Watford, four wins from four at the time. They were clearly onto a good thing at that point, so it wasn't the easiest test by any stretch of the imagination. 
but we just didn't kill the game off. And I think that's going to be key for United in particular. That was one of the encouraging aspects of the night, trying not to jump forward too much in the sense that we killed it. Against Watford, we allowed them time and space to get back into the game and we didn't force the issue. And I don't know how much that has to do with the difference in personnel. You know, there's definitely an element of, you know, Diogo Della added more to our attack on the right flank than Valencia has managed for some time. And I've got to say it, you know, without Sanchez in the lineup, there was definitely more threat to us up front with that front three. But regardless, you know, we got through that game. Great save by the hair at the end. And, you know, Watford were pushing towards the end of that game. You know, Matic with a rather daft red card, one at least one needless yellow card in the lead up to him being sent off. And, you know, he's out of the game against Wolves on Saturday. So maybe that's a chance for one of tonight's performers. So we'll jump over to tonight, you know, looking at that Champions League group, Valencia, Juventus and Young Boys. I mean, to be fair, before we actually get onto our game, biggest news of the night, Real has managed to get himself sent off. Wonderful work. Uh, but didn't really do too much of a problem for Juventus. They still won 2-0 away at the Mestalla tonight. Yeah, I mean, Valencia have had a really difficult start to the season. They finished last year on a bit of a high and expected to do pretty good things this year and they've, they've really struggled and you could, you could see with losing to a 10-man Juventus. I mean, I suppose Juventus is, are as able a side as any to to grind out a game when, they've, when they're down a man. I mean, in a way, that, that, that result really helped benefits United because... You know, young boys are clearly going to be the the whipping boys of the group. You'd imagine. Come on, Rich, you're better than that. Yeah, and you know, Juventus are going to be incredibly strong. We'll be, be doing very well to to win either of our two games against them. So, the more points Valencia drop against other teams, the better, because I think you know, we're hope looking at second place in this group to get through, which is fine because it's not it's not an easy group. But I think tonight's results were a really good start for us in in the group. And we can laugh at City having lost as well, just for once. Absolutely, against uh, two former United players and one player that was deemed unfit to move to Liverpool. So that worked out quite nicely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you said it tonight, that was a must-win, you know, with Valencia still posing uh, a tricky test when they come to Old Trafford in a couple of weeks' time. And with two games back-to-back against Juventus, even without Ronaldo, that's a bit of a tall order. You know, it's not... They're not on quite the same level as PSG in the sense that there is still a level of competition to Serie A as opposed to Ligue 1. So there's that element to consider. And Juve are, uh, from top to bottom, I would say, a more capable side, even if you could say that you know PSG has certainly got a level of quality, even though they <laughs> almost did quite well to only concede three goals, goals last night against Liverpool, from what I heard. Anyway, uh, yeah, great to get that win. You know, it was important for us to start off well. You know, I think the game started off in exactly the same fashion as I expected. You know, young boys were really up for it. They really worked hard. Mbappé was all, sorry, was it, it was Mbappé, yeah. Mbappé was just constantly buzzing around the pitch. Very, very useful, really pressurising us. And we were getting pressed. And if there's one thing we know about United under Mourinho or anyone else in the post-Ferguson era, we don't deal well with being pressed. <laughs> A couple of chances here and there, you know... I guess against a better team, you could see us conceding a goal in that first half hour. So I think it was, again, as you said, that first goal was really key at the moment. Against Burnley, it really settled us. Against Watford, it really settled us. And we, again, tonight, after we got that first goal, hit again. And, you know, one thing you can say about Pogba tonight, I got it completely wrong. You know, he picked up that ball on the edge of the area and I was thinking, just hit it first time because we all know loved, we all know Nabil loves to do that. But he made me look like a right twat. A wonderful goal to kick off, kick off proceedings this evening. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's the kind of thing that we've been looking for from him on a more consistent basis. Uh, there's been a lot, a lot of criticism of him 
recently, and I think some of it's some of it's been over the top. I think he's inconsistent at times; he can be sloppy. But he's, I would say, by far our best player. And if you actually watch some of the things he does, some of the passes he plays, which teammates ultimately screw up, it, it kind of detracts in people's minds from his his performance. You know, he had sloppy moments tonight. Got caught in possession a couple of times. Led to quite dangerous attacks by um, young boys, but he's, you know, he's got that kind of quality in him. He needs to do it more, but that's what he's there for. You know, he's there. He's there to be winning games like that, and that was, you know, a really, really, really high class goal. And I think once we got that first goal, as you say, we were far more confident. I think young boys' heads went down a bit. The crowd was a bit more quiet, and you know, once we got the got the second, it was it was all over. But you could see how every team, particularly when we're playing away from home, tries to play against us. They know that if they get in our faces very early and press really hard and high, as you, as you were saying, we we don't keep the ball well. We can't control games when, when we're being pressed very high up the pitch and, and not being given time on the ball. We could have been a goal down tonight, but we just kind of got away with it. And then, and then Pogba did his thing and it was relatively comfortable after that. But you just see the same concerns are there. What I really want to see from United, not too soon, hopefully, but I want to see United go behind in a game and actually respond and not withdraw into themselves. Fortunately, it's, we avoided it tonight again, which is great. And for Pogba to then get the penalty for a really quite dubious handball, I think. Yeah. Really killed the game before half time. And I really wish you wouldn't do that run up because it scares the shit out of me. Oh, me too. I hate it. <laughs> Love Pogba. Hate that run up. I really yeah. do not like it at all. It's just that it takes so long. <laughs> And look, I love that man, but he looks so silly doing it. But you know what? Fair enough. I mean, almost all the penalties he's taken so far, I think all four that he's done so far this season. Is it four that he's had? Good grief it is, isn't it? One against yeah. uh, Leicester, one against Brighton, one against Burnley, and then that one tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's hitting them well. And fair play, if that's what he's got to do to hit it well, then so be it. I mean, it's not my decision anyway. He can do what he wants, especially after that first goal. But yeah, I mean, I think in particular the difference tonight in comparison with that Watford weren't at the weekend. I think not having Fellaini on the pitch and bringing Fred in. All right, Fred wasn't perfect this evening, but I noted that it was clear how much more useful we look in midfield because we're able to build things up a lot more. You know, Fred's presence, you know, he's all over the place in a nice way. You know, he's running around with purpose and he's linking so well with the players around him. You know, he's still loose every now and then. And he still overcomplicates things, but there's a willingness to run at players, and there's it because he plays at a good pace. It kind of pushes United to actually play the ball a bit faster. It means more quick touches. It means more one pass plays, and it's great. You know, it really does make us look more of a threat and more dangerous going forward, which is what you want to see. You know, I'm not saying that Fellaini hasn't done a good job in shielding that back four against Burnley and Watford because he has. You know, we haven't conceded that many chances. And I do think that there's definitely an element with that three, Fellaini, Matic and Pogba, that we do invite a bit of pressure. And with Fred, you do make yourself look a little bit more vulnerable because he's not as defensively minded. But it did a good job tonight. And it was really good to watch. And someone else who really deserves quite a bit of praise tonight, making his debut for United, 19 years old. Diego Delo did a really good job tonight, didn't he? Yeah, I, I had a, a wry smile after about three or four minutes when he bombed down the right wing, did a step over, sent the defender the wrong way and sent a really good cross into the box. Yeah. It's one of those one of those moments where you 
that, that we have from time to time. When oh God, is this what a right back is meant to feel like? He feels so warm. We get a bit dizzy. It's kind of like if if we ever actually put in a good corner, it's like I, I don't. Well, this does not compute with me. Mm. From what we've seen tonight, I don't think he was tested enormously defensively, but he's clearly very technically strong. He's clearly incredibly fast. And the cross that he put in early in that game was possibly the best cross United have put in since about 2007. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's definitely early promise there. I, I don't I don't want to go overboard on him because I was absolutely convinced after one game that Matteo Darmian was the reincarnation of Cafu. So, <laughs> but you know, early days. But for a, a kid, he thinks is he still 19? I think he's still 19. He is. It was a promising debut. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. Yeah, partially because we've been starved of reasons to be genuinely excited about our, you know, play on the right wing. That could work out really well going forward for whoever's playing alongside Lukaku on the right. Because frequently what happens so much with Valencia is that people tend to just drift a bit more centrally and essentially just leave Valencia to do the whole job on his own. And he's just not up to it. You know, he he doesn't do a bad job whatsoever. But, you know, he'll still make the odd mistake. And if you're going to have someone like Dallo, who is, you know, he ticks both those strong and fast boxes but he's capable clearly of putting in deliveries and he's more skillful and I don't want to you know knock Valencia too much but it's clear the difference that that makes when you've got a player who's got more confidence and who's got more strings to his bow and can actually use you know potentially use his left foot which is always a good thing so yeah I mean you don't want to put too much pressure on him too quickly and I wouldn't be surprised if Valencia comes back into the game on Saturday, you know, the reason that he didn't play tonight was because of the artificial pitch, which considering how many column inches that got prior to the game, it's a complete non-event really, wasn't it? I don't think it hampered United in any way tonight. But yeah, you know, I think Valencia probably will come back into the, the team at the weekend. And I think that's probably the right decision. You know, you don't want to put too much on his shoulders too quickly. And this was a Champions League game against, after that first goal, a fairly weak opponent. So encouraging signs for sure you know it was really good to see us with two central defenders and two wing backs actually playing in their natural positions this evening as opposed to two converted wingers in their 30s much as I love young and Valencia that was a really encouraging element tonight and you know talking about the central defensive partnership that's uh, two clean sheets in three games for small Dini and Lindelof yeah I mean I think Smalling had another very good game tonight one header towards the end where young boys put a terrific cross was a kind of whole group of melee of players from both sides on in, in the middle, and it appeared like the centre forward was about to slam a header in. Smalling just appeared and got his head to it and got it away. It was just a really strong and authoritative header. You sound surprised. I, I'm not. I know that's. I think. I think generally Smalling's pretty good in the air. Smalling's Smalling's issues are more related to what he can do with the ball and just the fact that he's not an absolutely top class defender. But but I think the biggest issue with him is just that he's just not good enough on the ball. But of the sort of four centre backs that we have, senior centre backs that we have at the club at the moment, he's probably been the most consistent over the last well, probably over the last four or five years. And so you can see why Mourinho's reverted back to using him. Mm. Now, I mean, ideally, I'd say I'd prefer to see him with Bai because I think just generally Bai is a much better player than Lindelof is. But we've been asking for a while for for Mourinho just to pick a centre back pairing and stick with it, and because there's been so much chopping and changing, and he's done that for three games now, and you know you can see that there, whilst not everything 
Lindelof did tonight was perfect. You could see there's an understanding between the two of them, which we haven't seen in other partnerships for quite a long time. Mm. So generally speaking, I, th- I think after the first, really once we got the goal, they were very, very sound at the back. I think the problem we had before that, apart from the fact we kept giving the ball away, was that we were essentially playing with the fullbacks, with, with Dallow and Shaw really high up the pitch. Mm. And so every time young boys got possession, they were, we were essentially two on two up front because they were, they were obviously playing two forwards. And so that made it quite hairy at times. But I think once they went behind, it just made young boys think think twice about you know committing too many players forward. And also I think it took the impetus off Short and Dallow getting too far forward. So we just settled a bit in the game and weren't quite as offensive as we had been before. But yeah, I mean, once we got the first goal, I think we defended really well for most of the game bar the the absolute sitter that the uh yeah it was camera yeah that's right yeah that, that he missed right at the end mm. um apart from that i think we were pretty sound yeah i'd agree and i think you know again fellaini came on and put himself about without elbowing anyone horrifically in the face which is always a bonus you know anytime he gets through a game without doing that is a pretty good game for him i'd say but yeah you know all yeah. seriousness you know i think he's come into the side as opposed to being the player that we just lump the ball up to and we need a goal or we want to try and you know give one of our other midfielders a bit of a rest he's actually come in with this defense well almost defensive blanket position just at the bottom of the midfield and he's done a good job you know you can't take that away from him yet there are limitations to playing with him because distribution is never going to be fantastic but he does a valuable role in that position and again, you know, one of the big things about Fellaini going forward, being at United, was that his utilisation as that sort of almost sort of false number 10, essentially, we just try and smash the ball up to him. Maybe he'll chest it down and pass it on to someone else if we're lucky. That was just used too often over the last several years to justify continuously using it. In this sort of position, if he can perform like that, then I can definitely see some more of a use for him going forward. That was really positive. And again, I thought Fred had a really good game as well. And Lovely for Pogba to get that brace. And again, you know, the cherry on top was Martial getting that goal. You know, the second half, he looked sprightly. He and Rashford actually had a great second half. It was disappointing to see him come off. But I thought, nice for little Juan to get some minutes, considering that he's not played since the Spurs game, I think. I think he's on the bench at the weekend. So yeah, that was good. It was, again, really good play. I think it was Freddie who unleashed Pogba. Pogba just delayed a little bit, you know, made sure he had the space, slipped in Martial. Definitely got lucky with the deflection that took it beyond the goalkeeper, but I think he deserved that goal. And it was good for him as well. You know, Andy Mitten tweeting a picture this evening of Martial staying at the away end for a little while and letting them serenade him with his song, which is lovely. You know, I think considering how the narrative has been shaped around him as his player, he doesn't want to be at United anymore. Mourinho was happy to get rid of. I'm not necessarily sure it's been a perfect reaction to that whole that whole situation, partially because Martial's just not really being inside, and when he has, he's not necessarily had time to react too much or time to really stamp his authority on any sort of game. He looked at the Watford match, I think he had a half chance that he just wasn't necessarily sharp enough, but I think Watford defended it quite well. Tonight, starting from the beginning, I thought he had a good game, and it was lovely to see him get that chance. And again, because so much of the talk has been about him not fulfilling his talent, and, you know, becoming somewhat of an issue at United. It's just good to see that there is still that great goal scorer in there that we've been rating so highly over the last few years. We need to find a we need to find a solution in that on that left hand side because It looked better Sanchez, without Sanchez. It just did. It is you know, Sanchez 
whoever we blame, Sanchez is just an aberration there. The way he's been played, he's been you know he's generally very wide. He's receiving the ball wide. He's receiving the ball in quite deep positions because we largely play on the counter attack. And he's only got one default setting, which is to get the ball and run in field and mostly just run into players or give the ball away. He's not a winger. He's not ideal for playing in a in a counter attacking system. You know he's far more effective at Arsenal than in a system where they largely dominated possession and he had a lot of the ball in and around the box where he where he can do his best work whereas at United he's picking the ball up too wide and too deep and it's just just not been working as much as some people may complain about it I think we're we've got to a situation where we really 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 needs to just start trying to to reintegrate either Rashford or Martial there and perhaps give them a, a few games to try and work themselves back into some form because I think one of the problems they've both got is that Sanchez essentially kind of disenfranchised both of them to a degree in January, and they've just clearly lost an enormous amount of confidence. I still cannot fathom why we haven't tried Sanchez on the right, just simply because nobody else is any good there. No, I mean, look, there's there's an option for maybe a 4-4-2, because Sanchez was played up front during the summer when we were on tour. I know it was with Matter, but at the same time, they looked up quite well, and obviously pre-season needs to be taken into the equation, but... I can't see why that wouldn't work. I appreciate that Mourinho prefers to play with that midfield three. But against other opponents, I, I don't see why it couldn't work. And we've got a couple of games coming up over the next couple of weeks. What is it? We've got uh, Wolves and then Derby in the League Cup and then West Ham before the next international break. There's an opportunity here to really test some things out and try a couple of different bits and bobs in games where you would say that the calibre of opponent isn't be quite as high. I mean, I guess, you know, I'll probably be eating those words depending on what the hell happens at Old Trafford on Saturday. So let's reconvene then and see how it goes, shall we? Yeah, that's going to be a real test, actually. I've seen Wolves, I think, three times this season and they've really impressed me. So that could be our hardest game for a few weeks. Let's see how we go. Can we just go back to those wonderful carefree days of Wednesday night when we were beating the Swiss champions and, you know, pre-playing Wolves? That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, they were simpler times, weren't they, where we we could just ignore the ongoing fundamental issues with the team. Yeah, Wolves, Wolves yeah. was a problem for future us, and now it's a problem for past-present us, which I'm not so happy with. Yes. There we go, gosh. So here we are, post-Wolves. In isolation, a 1-1 draw against a side that's done pretty well, regardless of the fact they were in the Championship last season, isn't the end of the world. I think in the context of the way the game petered out, and it has it has in so many of these occasions over the last several seasons, and the fact that we've you know lost those games already against Spurs and Brighton, Frustrating, but then again, you know, this is also this thing we've been talking about for a while, isn't it, Rich? This kind of feels like the pattern of the season. We'll have some good games, we'll have some half-decent performances, we'll come up against teams who allow us to play to a certain degree and might get knocked back by an early goal, and then we could have plenty of games like this, and it's difficult to know how to gauge your enthusiasm and enjoyment of the season going forward to a certain extent, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I think one of the problems Mourinho has this season is that we keep coming up against situations and games and teams that falsify many of the defences that people use of his his time at United so far. And Wolves did that to a degree in that essentially, I mean, he, he essentially said in, this, in, in, in his own words afterwards that Wolves basically played the way that he wants United to play. And, and you know, they played the perf- what, what he would consider to be a sort of near-perfect execution of the sort of system that he wants United to play. The problem is that they've been in the Premier League for about six weeks 
and you know United have a budget that's four times theirs and he's bought a ton of players and he's talking about a guy who you know he's kind of one of his disciples you know which has a team which I've seen them I think I've seen four of their six games this season and they've been absolutely excellent in all of those games uh, you know consistently performing in that in that way looking incredibly dangerous going forward creating lots of chances you know it's just another example of the fact that he's spent 380 million or something I think I read the other day you know we United still have a team which if that's the aim then we're three seasons in and you know Wolves have essentially achieved it in in a few weeks in a Premier League sense well, it takes time to build these things though well it apparently it does yeah is, is, is it all part of the process that LVG talks about integer process yeah yeah my philosophy is my process yes yeah, so exactly you look at the United team that started the game and there was just looking at that team from the start there were so many problems with it you know, essentially, we had a front three, two of whom in Sanchez and Lingard, who scored five goals between them since the 1st of January. You know, Lingard scored two in 17 starts and hasn't scored in his last 18 appearances for United. You know, you, you've start, you've got a front three, two of whom don't create or score goals. Where do you go from there? You know, I, I like that, that Mourinho chose to start the same centre-back partnership again I think that's something that we've been calling out for for a while just choose a partnership and just stick with it and I don't think that per se was the issue with, with the weekend it's just that we don't function in an attacking sense we don't function in a the sense of controlling a game we never control games ever and when there when when games aren't under control you, you cannot win consistently I just I don't, I don't know where we're going I didn't know where we were going at the start of the season I think we're just kind of stuck in the pattern that we feared we'd be stuck in now which is just that this team isn't really going anywhere and it's just going to kind of crawl its way through the season and we'll just kind of lose a year to you know a few wins here and there and a few sort of scrappy draws and a few really embarrassing defeats and just you know just be in the same place in 12 months time (laughs) I mean I've got no reason to disagree with you there mate I mean to be honest I really wish I did but part of me kind of gave up on the league several weeks ago and I think after that Spurs game, and also to a certain extent with that Brighton game, you kind of started yourself thinking, you know, even the Leicester game wasn't necessarily a great performance, but it was one of those aspects where you could see that everything that we were concerned about in preseason was still there. It was still coming home to roost, and big problems that we'd had just seemed to be continuing, and there didn't seem to be any answers to them. That's how it proved yesterday. I mean, there were good parts of yesterday. Let's not, you know, let's, let's not completely get ourselves mired in a sludge of negativity. And, you know, that's quite fun and easy to do. The goal was very, very well taken. You know, it was an insane, filthy touch by Pogba to set Fred up. And Fred took that really well. I could think of about five or six plays in that United side who would have taken an extra touch and the chance would have gone. Fred had the wherewithal yeah. to actually go for it and hit it first time. And that's what caught Rui Patricio. And it was a good goal. You know, at that point... Wolves had certainly had the better of the first half in terms of the chances, despite us having a decent amount of pressure and possession. Again, you know, what do we do with that? Not a hell of a lot, but we got the goal and it seemed like we might be following a similar pattern to Young Boys game and the Watford game in the sense that we would get that lead, that would settle us and then we might be able to kill the game off from there. And who knows what might have happened if Fred had got that free kick in just towards the end. You know, it was a great hit, but again... LVG's fine margins, isn't it? You know, once you get that one goal, you've got to go kill the game off. And we didn't do that. And to me, the biggest frustration of that game, bar the fact that Valencia was poor, bar the fact that a couple of the players really didn't show up, and bar the fact that we just went for hoofball towards the end and basically carved out very little of nothing and looked more likely to concede than score, was that tactical change at half time. 
when Fellaini, who'd been sat in front of the back four, was then pushed further forward and then Fred was pulled back. It didn't work. It didn't help at all. No. You know, we conceded the goal as a result of giving possession away. We gave it away cheaply, frequently. And that's where the goal came from. You know, great hit by, was it Joao Moutinho, wasn't it? Excellent hit by him. And to be fair, I I had a feeling about that entire chance. It just felt like Wolves were going to get a goal. I think people are starting to see just what a talented team they've actually got there. It is a team that is very, very capable of doing damage. You know, they didn't get that draw against Man City by mistake. So I wasn't hugely surprised to see that equaliser being conceded. I think, again, the problem was, is that, as we've seen, we've said this so many times, I'm really cautious about going over old ground. But it's, again, what are you expecting United to be able to carve if we just chuck Fellaini and Lukaku up front and pin crosses to them? And with our inability to get across, it just never seemed like it was really going to work. A couple of half chances here and there, but nothing in that second half that made me think we should have absolutely scored there. And that was emphasised by what was actually a one clear-cut opportunity that ended up with Lukaku being offside. He headed it wide. This strategy is just not paying off. And I don't know what Mourinho needs to see in order to think this isn't a viable plan because he spent the last several games prior to that keeping Fellaini back, sheltering that back four. He didn't do it against Young Boys, obviously, because he was on the bench for that game. But that strategy paid off better than it has sticking Fellaini up there. I don't know what switched in his mind to think he should put more pressure and stick him further up the pitch. It didn't work. And I don't want to blame it all on Fellaini. There's definitely an element of Valencia's poor delivery and the fact that we had so many players who just don't stick out wide. And you mentioned it with Sanchez and Lingard. They drift in so much. It just leaves Shaw and Valencia so isolated and makes it so much easier for us to get broken on. But that strategy is, again, causing us massive issues in our attack. And it's just not paying enough dividends. And it never really has in order to warrant the consistent use that it gets. And again, you know, another substitution for Sanchez today. And he 100% warranted it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's been absolutely abject. I mean, it, it just irritates me more that we signed him with Martial really pretty decent reign of form before then. And obviously we had Martial, Martial come on and he, you know, he just doesn't look the same player anymore that he was at that time. And you can't help but think that his momentum and his confidence were just completely broken for the purpose of Sanchez signing last year. Sanchez is just another guy, that, another particular guy in, in attacking sense that Mourinho can't get a tune out of, which essentially now extends to everybody. <laughs> because we, we talked about last season, which players do we think Mourinho had improved? And I think we both said Lingard certainly and Lukaku as well, I think, improved as the season went on. But those two have regressed, I think, at the same to the same degree that everybody else has. You know, Lingard was, was banging in goals. He's not the same player on the right-hand side. He had that rich vein of form when he was playing as a 10. But now, once he's out wide, he doesn't have the attributes to play there. Um, and as you say, they just come inside. And one of the... I think I think Pogba had a very good game yesterday. As you say, lovely assist for the goal. But one of the issues that he has and why he sometimes gets caught in possession in midfield, which he did for the equaliser, is because he's got nowhere to go. Yeah, lack of options. And he's got a lack of options. And... United moves the ball so slowly. You watch that Wolves team and what they did was they'd win the ball back from United in their own half and they they sprang out and they got forward so quickly. There was no messing about. Neves and Moutinho had one purpose in that when they counted and that was to get the ball as quickly as possible to Costa or, or Yotta or directly to, to Raul Jimenez. Wolves did what United and a Mourinho team should be doing. They played at the tempo that we should be playing at with the directness that we should be playing at, with the intelligence that we should be playing at. There is none of that. This team has none of those things. It has one setting, and that is grind. 
And sometimes grind will work, and sometimes grind will not work. But everywhere you look, Mourinho's being shown up by the unsubtlety, if that's a word, I'm not even sure that's a word, but of, of his tactics compared to those he's competing with. You talked earlier about the quality the Wolves have, and they certainly have some very good players. Patricio's a terrific goalkeeper, and that midfield two of Moutinho and Neves is really high class. I think Johnny's a good fullback. But we're talking about a team that essentially you know, has a, had a back three of, of Ryan Bennett, Connor Cody, and Willie Bolly, you know, they've got Matt Doherty, who's actually been playing really well in the Premier, in the Premier League under uh, Nuno, but uh, as right wing back. Uh, Raul Jimenez had a really average season last year for Benfica and just wasn't scoring. It's a team, that, a Wolves team that's got talent, particularly good talent in sort of five or six of them, but it, the, the success of that team is the system and the manager. And they've been absolutely breath of fresh air to the Premier League. They are essentially everything United aren't at the moment. I don't know. I mean, I'm losing my train of thought at the minute, just trying to figure out what's going on with United at the minute. I mean, to me, one of the interesting things gauging that reaction for well, sorry, from Twitter yesterday was that people seemed to be so angry and almost surprised about what was going on. And to me, I, I, I don't think we should be looking up at what, as you told me a couple of weeks ago, I don't think we can afford to be looking up at what City, Liverpool and Chelsea are doing at the minute. You know, eight points behind Liverpool at this exact moment in time. That's a mountain for us to climb at this stage of the season. It's insane that... It's going to be a shitload more than that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if we don't... The thing is, I was about to say if we don't buck our ideas up, but I don't have faith in us bucking our ideas up at the minute. And I hate to be so negative about everything at this exact moment in time, but I just don't have faith we? in Mourinho's ability to get anything more out of these players. They are trying what with what he's being what he's telling them to do. They're certainly not ignoring his tactics, but the fact is his tactics aren't working. So what can they do? No. And you're talking about players not being asked. You've got several of Mourinho's men in there who are throwing in such abject performances at the minute. So it's really weird for him to come out and sort of say, "Oh, the players aren't putting in the right amount of effort." Well, maybe if there is a bit more of a tactical plan and a bit more of an idea of what to do and strategies in which to cope. When the scoreline changes, when we are drawing, when we lose the goal, when we concede, then things might look a little better. But as you said there, Pogba's is looking quite isolated at the minute. Now, the only thing I could say is that a couple of occasions, especially in the earlier part of that game, he was really sloppy in possession. A couple of times he was just holding on to the ball too long. But other than that, you're right. When he actually was driving forward with the ball, he looked capable of making things happening. And a player like Shaw is always available and there for the ball. But so many people are just drifting inside. We're so, so narrow. And we haven't got, at the minute, the nous to actually pass through teams, especially not in such cramped circumstances. It's not working. And I don't know what it's going to take. I feel like, I mean, I hate to bring Van Mahal again, but I feel like we're in that situation of, here are our problems. This is something that has repeatedly happened. What are we going to do? And it just seems like we're just hitting our heads against this wall repeatedly and hoping it'll break. And I just don't see it as going to work. I was going to say, it reminds me a little bit of what David Moyes said, I think it was around January of his season. And he said, I don't know what we have to do to win games. We're just going to keep doing the same thing and, and, and hopefully it gets better. And, you know, I remember thinking, I'm pretty sure I wrote something about it at the time, that, you know, if, if what you're doing isn't working by January, then just repeating the same thing over and over again is madness absolutely i mean the thing that gets me as well is that we see a lot of talk about players that keep trying and are working really hard and there's you know a lot of criticism for players that are deemed to be not bothered or not putting in the right effort or lacking application that sort of talk sends seems to extend to the less talented players in the team 
the ones that are, as you mentioned previously, the ones that are happy to be there and happy to be putting a shift in and happy to be playing for Manchester United. The more talented players are getting the rougher end of the stick when they're the ones that are far more restricted in what they're actually able to do. So it's all very well and good, you know, praising Fellaini for what he did, putting himself about and at least trying hard. But honestly, tell me, in that second half, what did he do? I can't see it. I don't see it at all. But it's a defence mechanism as well, isn't it, from from Mourinho. If things don't work, he can just go back and say, look, I'm working really hard. These players I've got here are working really hard. You know, and, and then look at these other fancy Dans that are trying things but aren't really working as hard as you like. And it just plays into what has become a narrative that you've basically got the, all these attacking players who are lazy and aren't trying and don't care. And then you've got Ashley Young and Marouane Fellaini who do care but yet their performances are often as abject as everybody else's. It's nothing but a perception. I don't believe those players don't care. I believe they're trying. I believe that a lot some, a lot of them are low in confidence. And I believe that they don't have any great belief in what they're trying to do. That's clear in how they're trying. It is. And those things put together create what we've got, which is a disjointed, inconsistent, nothing team. I mean, somebody said that, you know, we're, we're two seasons and seven games in and we still really have no idea what this team is trying to do what is it trying to do I don't know because we haven't seen it we haven't seen what they're trying to do we've we've ground out some wins we've won some games against better teams you know we've been effective rather than particularly good to watch but if Mourinho says that the what Wolves are doing is what he wants to achieve and what Wolves have been doing in their first six games in the Premier League is really exciting. They've been exciting to watch. They've been creating chance after chance after chance after chance. We've never done that under Bruno. We won a lot of games last season by grinding through it, but we we haven't since the first five or six games of last season. We haven't looked like a team that's creating lots of chances and really cutting teams apart. Hmm. Well, one of the big things that you mentioned there in terms of talking about Mourinho wanting to see more of this sort of Wolves approach they clearly buy into what he's doing. They're clearly confident and they're well drilled. You know, how many times did we see them break on us in that second half in particular? And they just went forward. And frequently we actually did a fairly decent job of stopping them, but they got into our half because we were terrible at stopping their attacks and breaking them down. You know, they've got the confidence to run at us and take the ball on. They've got players who are fast, but skillful and clearly have got some confidence in what they're doing. That is just not mirrored in what United are doing in terms of there's not enough of a buy-in of what they're being set out to do and with the instructions they've been given for you to think, yes, this is going to work. It's all about tempo. I mean, Fergie used to say, you know, it was completely borne out. You know, United were at their best when they were playing with speed and tempo, quick passing, quick first time passing, you know, passing and moving and making space and playing before teams have, have a chance to get back into shape. We don't do that. United get the ball in their, in their own third. They'll trundle forward, pass it wide, come back inside, pass it around again. The opposition's back in its defensive shape. And then what have we got, really? What what, what did we have at the end of the game yesterday? It was get Fellaini in the box and try and fuzz crosses in. If our aims are to win or challenge for the Premier League and the Champions League, which is sure as shit what we should be challenging for, you need more subtlety to your tactics than that. I mean, you look at, you know, we've said before, Sarri's come in at Chelsea and they are the epitome of his football team within seven games from the start of the season. You know, it might not come off absolutely perfectly for him yet, but you can see Sarri in everything they do. I just don't know what we're seeing at United, but there's no tempo. 
There's no tempo to anything we do. It staggers me that we've, again, spent the last few days, people and people have been saying, well, this isn't Mourinho's fault. It's the players' fault, or players aren't good enough. It really grinds my gears that we know some of those players are very, very good players. They were super players until Mourinho got his hands on them. <laughs> the way that some people continue to divert the discussion away from the team that Mourinho's created in his, in his image... You know, it's just it's just obfuscating. And yes, the club is not well run, and the Glazers are leeches, and Woodward doesn't know what he's doing in a football sense. These are all true. These are all true. But there is a lot of quality in that squad, and the team that's been put on the pitch does not remotely reflect the quality of the players that, that Mourinho has at his disposal. And that isn't going to change. You know, come back to me in a year's time when United have, and say I'm wrong. That's not going to change. We just we just in a holding pattern now until the end, until Mourinho goes. Yeah, I mean, just to try and round this evening off on some positives. Number one, the biggest one by far was seeing Sir Alex back in the stands at Old Trafford. That was oh, great, brilliant. He looks Superb. much much better. It's so nice to see him looking healthier, looking switched on, and just really enjoying being back there despite the football. <laughs> so that was definitely the real highlight. And a couple of other bits and bobs that might end up as positives in the next couple of weeks going forward, because again, we've got four very winnable games coming up. You know, Derby, followed by West Ham, and then Valencia. Well, the Valencia is arguably the trickiest one of these four, and then we've got Newcastle before the next international break. Now, in terms of what we saw yesterday and over the last couple of weeks, Sanchez is not going to keep starting at the minute if... I mean, Mourinho is at least consistent. It might take him several months for a player that is deemed his favourite to get dropped. But I think it seems to me that Mourinho is now aware that Sanchez is dropping clangers all over the shop. So whether that'll, mm. that'll mean Martial and Rashford get a bit more of a running, I don't know. But I think it's becoming painfully clear to everyone that Sanchez is now causing problems. In terms of Valencia, yeah. bless him, he had a stinker as well. And I understand completely the idea between not putting Dallo into the starting lineup against Wolves and then saving him for that derby game just to ease him back in. He's just returned from injury. He's just started playing English football. Makes complete sense to me. But it's clear that we need more on that right-hand side than Valencia can now be expected to deliver in big Premier League games. So that is something that needs to be started out in terms of phasing out. If Shaw's going to be the first-choice left-back, I think he should be, that's fine. Stick Ashley yeah. Young on the right-hand side for a couple of games and see if that works. The other thing is Matic is at least going to be back for the next Premier League game. And considering how problematic I find Marrow and Fellaini in that midfield three, at least if he's going to be pushed far forward, I'd much rather Fred, Matic and Pogba in that midfield three than anything yeah. that considers Fellaini if we're going to keep pushing further up the pitch. Anyway, let's see. Derby County on Tuesday. Paul will be expecting, what, a grind-out 2-1 win. They're having an all-right season under Lampard. And then West Ham away at that weird old stadium in London on Saturday. Now, they ground out that 0-0 against Chelsea, which could be a tricky game, but... I'd, ex- I'd certainly expect it to be Derby. I expect that Mourinho will make a few changes in that game. It'd be good to see Dallow again. Pereira as well. He came on and actually had a good effect yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martial, uh, you know, I'd hope he play, I guess we'll possibly see Rashford again. As you were saying, I think particularly with Sanchez, but a few others, you've kind of got to the point now where certain players have been flogged or have been given such a good run, a long run in a position that it's clearly not working out for them. And it's perhaps time that you just need to take another player who hasn't been given that run and just give them a run now. You know, somebody like Martial or if it's Pereira or Matter or whoever, players who haven't been in the first team that at least should now be given the chance to come back in and be given a run of games, not just stuck in for a game, don't perform and go back to Sanchez and 
Lingard on the right or whatever. So I, I'm, quite, I'm actually quite looking forward to the Derby game just because I'd like to see a few of those players again. And I'd hope that if one or two of them play really well, that they'll be given the chance again at West Ham. I think West Ham game's difficult. I think they're a better team now than they were in the opening weeks of the season. Chelsea, they obviously demonstrated Chelsea, Chelsea today that they, you know, they're not they're not a pushover anymore. Mm. Um, so that's the more difficult. I think the West Ham game is certainly the more, most difficult of our ne- of our first, next four games. Valencia are having a difficult time in La Liga, and that's one that I'd hope win at home. But I, I just want to say, I think what we all need now, the team just needs refreshing a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's bringing back players who've previously struggled, it just needs to change. It just needs some two or three or four new names that are given four or five games to try and do better than the guys that are already in there. Yeah, I mean, I keep Lindelof and Smalling at centre-back for the yeah, the yeah. deemed bigger games yeah. at the minute because I think they're doing a good enough job to justify sticking there. Keep Shaw in there for sure. Uh <laughs> but I'm again Fellaini is just an issue for me I know I keep ragging on him but it's just it winds me up so much that this is still a strategy that we use to stick him up front while never works enough to justify the use Martial Rashford definitely deserved to come back in Lingard's not a great start to the season Sanchez had a bad start to the season there's definitely ways in this as you said there this team could be freshened up and fingers crossed next week we'll see some wins and some goals but I'm not holding my breath on both counts. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it there for the night, Rich. Thanks for your company. No worries, mate. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Sorry the second half of this pot wasn't quite as cheery as we were hoping, but you can blame United and Mourinho for that, whichever one you wish. Anyway, don't forget you can get us all over Twitter. You can get me at, at you and Lennox. You can get Rich at, at RichardCan76. And you can get the pod at, at RedVoicesMUFC. Have yourselves a superb week. Take care and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>